Welcome to the Joy Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Ladd, and I'm here to help you release the stress, worry, and overwhelm that's weighing you down at work and in your personal life. Each week, I'll be sharing new episodes with practical guidance, fresh perspectives, and easy to follow strategies. It's time for you to clear your mind, have more fun, and reconnect to the joy that's been inside of you all along. Let's dive in with today's episode. Welcome back to the show. Today we're talking about overwhelm, which is something that my clients and most high achievers I know experience often. This episode was actually inspired by me feeling overwhelmed this morning, thinking about all the things that I want to accomplish before our baby arrives in under three months. I am two days away from being in my third trimester and all of a sudden time is just starting to fly on by. There's so many things that I want to do before that time comes. And one of my biggest intentions simultaneously throughout this pregnancy is to be as intentional as I can about processing my feelings and basically just remaining as calm and grounded as possible. I really want to provide that kind of internal peaceful environment to our baby. So you better believe when I noticed overwhelm creeping in, I was like, all right, we got to work with this. I'd actually just helped a client work through her feelings of overwhelm too. She had that familiar feeling of, you know, there's too much to do, not enough time to do it. Between her work and her family commitments, it all just felt like more than she could handle. And just the thought of it was stressing her out when we first hopped on our call. The good news is she left our call with a sigh of relief and a solid feel-good plan for how to move through the rest of her week. So this process that I used with her that I use with myself this morning, you know, it's really fresh in my mind. And it's so helpful for feeling calm and centered, and just letting that overwhelm melt off of you dissipate, coming back to a really feel good place. This is the process I'll be sharing with you today, the same one that I helped my client with the same one I walked myself through. And it's one that will come in handy for you time and time again. Because the truth is when you are someone who is not only full of ambition and drive, but also enjoys maintaining a full personal life, it's really easy to slip into overwhelm. Like, especially if you have a history of taking on more than you can handle and maybe even excelling, you know, at least outwardly in that capacity. So, you know, this is you if you've ever gotten the kind of feedback before that's like, I don't know how you do it all or wow, you always go above and beyond. Or one that I personally used to get a lot, which is, oh my gosh, you stay so calm under pressure. You work really well under pressure. It's a compliment and it kind of feels good. But then when you really think about it, you're like, "Mm, do I want to be working under pressure? Like even if I can stay calm under pressure, does it actually feel good to always be in a pressure cooker or be that person that people are like, hey, We can add more to her plate because we know that she can handle it, right? So if you've ended up in situations where people kind of know they can count on you in this way, when they can add more to your plate, when it's already full, it can be confusing because again, it kind of feels good, right? Like everyone likes being praised, but there's that inner conflict piece of at the same time, it also doesn't feel good to be stretched beyond your capacity. Maybe you've even identified as being this type of person and you like people being able to count on you. You like being able to go above and beyond and you like, at least on some level, being able to quote, do it all or handle more than the average person. If that's the case, I just want you to consider that you can still maintain aspects of that identity that feel good to you 
without physically taking on more than you can handle or constantly feeling overwhelmed. So if being someone people can count on, you know, again, going above and beyond, if these qualities matter to you, just know you still get to be that person. And I want to help you do it without the overwhelm. So you can picture two pieces of string like wrapped around each other. One is the overwhelm. The other is who you want to be in this world. And we will simply unweave these two strings, separate them out. That's really what today's episode is about. And it will likely require some shifts, you know, not just in how you're thinking, but also in how you're acting, the actions that you're taking. But I'm going to walk you through exactly what those are one by one. So in this episode, we're going to cover a new, more compassion-filled way to think about overwhelm, how the overwhelm cycle works and how to recognize it in the moment, know exactly where you are in that cycle so that finally, best of all, you can break out of it and you can make progress on the things that matter to you without feeling paralyzed in place or without feeling like the only option is powering through and ending up exhausted on the other end. All right, so first let's talk about a powerful reframe for overwhelm itself. Basically a new way of thinking about it that will alleviate any stress you're feeling about being overwhelmed. Kind of like that whole like, I'm stressed about being stressed thing. We wanna alleviate the stress about just noticing that you're overwhelmed. Because if you're anything like me or like my clients, that can just make things so much worse, right? It's this rough kind of spiral that just builds and builds. So first and foremost, we want to lessen the charge around the feeling of overwhelm itself so that we can work with it more effectively. It's important you know there is nothing wrong with you for feeling overwhelmed. It doesn't mean anything about you. And the way that I think about it is overwhelm is just a feeling you experience when your brain is overloaded and knows that you are trying to take on more than you can humanly handle. What if we just assumed our brain was on our side like this and just trying to get our attention? It gets sounding a bit of an alarm. It just wants us to know, hey, you've taken on too many tasks at once, or hey, you're currently thinking about too many tasks at once. What if that's all that's happening? It's just our cue to slow down and either take things off our plate or refocus to more of the present moment versus getting so ahead of ourselves thinking about the future. That's how I want you to practice thinking about overwhelm when you notice yourself feeling this way. It just helps to neutralize the experience instead of making it an even bigger deal. It's a signal to pause, to look inward, and to recalibrate. And when you do that, it helps to know where you currently stand in the overwhelm cycle. So you know I love to break things down into steps. This is no exception. The overwhelm cycle is a concept I came up with after realizing that the way that this whole process unfolds is actually pretty predictable and universal. The first thing that happens is that you think about everything you want or need to do and the time frame in which you have to do it. Then you feel overwhelmed and then you either A, freeze up and procrastinate, or B, hunker down and try to power through, moving at a superhuman pace where you try to magically get everything done, and either route you go, freezing up or powering through, you end up feeling anxious and stressed, which only compounds your negative experience, likely creates even more overwhelm, and then the cycle just continues. Hearing that right now, does it sound familiar to you? You know, when you think about how you typically respond to overwhelm, are you more someone who freezes up and doesn't take any action? Or are you someone who tries to cram everything into shorter periods of time? Maybe you stay up late, maybe you skip meals. 
basically doing whatever it takes to get things done, even at the expense of your own self-care. Whichever you are, it's just good to know how you typically operate because it can help you become more aware of what's happening in the moment and see it the next time it happens. And when you can see it, then you can shift out of it. That's the biggest blessing of knowing about the overwhelm cycle. Just understanding how it works allows you to pivot out of it. So at first, you might not even realize you're deep into it until you're feeling that anxiety and that stress really build up. Maybe you've pulled an all-nighter already, or you've managed to somehow check everything off your list, but now you're just collapsed on the couch, you're totally exhausted, and you need time to recover. But with time and becoming more conscious of what's happening in the moment, you can start to pivot out of the overwhelm cycle sooner and sooner. You can notice when you're procrastinating and distracting yourself with scrolling or snacking or working on unimportant tasks, or you can notice that urge coming in to hunker down and power through. You can feel that coming around the corner, and then you can slow your roll and recalibrate instead of working on autopilot and ending up in that same old cycle. In time and by practicing having this new awareness, You can even catch yourself before it gets to those points. You can simply notice the feeling of overwhelm before it's led to any sort of action. So this is the phase that both my client and I were in this week. We caught the feeling and we stopped the cycle at that point. And this is just because we've been here before. We've practiced this. We know to look out for this feeling. The sooner that you stop the cycle, I will say the easier it is to pivot out of it, but you get there and you get better at stopping it sooner by practicing. And honestly, pivoting out of it at any point will save you so much time, energy, and unnecessary stress. So how do you break out of the cycle? I am going to break this down step by step. If you are somewhere where you can take notes, like not driving or walking, now's a great time to take some notes. If you're just listening to this, you can always come back to this point later, but even just hearing it will be helpful. So first you want to, again, notice what's happening. And by doing that, you can neutralize it. Like we talked about earlier, making the overwhelm okay. This mindset of it's not a bad thing that I'm feeling this way. It's just a signal from my brain that I'm either taking on too much or I'm thinking about too much at once. So start there and ask yourself which of those is more true. Do I have more on my plate than I humanly have time to accomplish realistically? Or if I bring my focus back to just today or this week, do I actually have the time, but I'm just getting ahead of myself and I'm thinking about all of the stuff I have to do this month or this quarter or as a part of this project, and that's what's creating the overwhelm. In my client's case, it was the first one. And in my case, it was the second. So I'll give you examples of how to navigate both. If you're being honest with yourself and you're realizing that you've actually taken on too much, like your plate looks like you've loaded up on Thanksgiving dinner, not once, but twice, you have two meals sitting on top of each other on one plate. If that's you, we want to start by putting everything back out on the table and reprioritizing. I heard this great visual years ago, and I believe it was from Mel Robbins, but it was thinking of things on your plate as a combination of glass balls and plastic balls. Some of them, the glass balls, are very important. You do not want to drop those. And then the others, the plastic balls, they can be dropped, at least for now, and everything will be fine. They will bounce. They will hang out on the floor. They will be there until you're ready to pick them back up again. So first, the way I like to go about organizing all of this is I write everything that's currently on your to-do list out. I would brain dump it, 
just get it out of your head and onto paper. And then you're going to turn the page. Once you've done that, we're not going to reread it yet. We're going to completely turn the page. And with this fresh slate, identify what your number one priority is at this time. Definition of priority is there's just one, right? I know many of us, myself included, are tempted to be like, okay, these are my top three priorities. But in this case, I want you to challenge yourself to pick your one main focus. And it can really help to choose a short and specific timeline, like just this week or just this month, this is my main focus. So maybe you have a big work project that is going to require more of your energy and attention. It's not necessarily an ongoing thing, but this month it is at the top of your to-do list. And then once you have that, what are the non-negotiables in the other areas of your life? So this could be getting a certain amount of sleep every night, working out, you know, four times a week, sitting down to have dinner with your family every night, things like that, that you're not willing to give up because they are things that you need to thrive as a human. Those balls do not get dropped either. And then again, without looking at the other initial brain dump list yet, list out some areas or things that you're willing to either delegate, delete altogether, or postpone for now and just let be plastic balls in the meantime, just for this short time period. For delete, you can ask yourself, what is actually not necessary? What have I been thinking of? Maybe it's a whole subset of tasks. Maybe it's a house project. Like what actually can I just let go for now? This is probably going to be the hardest category. So it's okay if you don't come up with a lot, but just try at the very least. And then for delegate, is there someone else who can handle this? Who can either help me with it or take it off my plate altogether? Caveat here that can be helpful is, is there someone else who can handle this even if in my mind, I can do it better than they can. That's a big one for my clients. I can certainly relate to that being like, no, but I'm the best person for this. It's like, okay, but if it's not one of those glass balls, is there someone else who could do this? And then for the postponed subset, it's like, what do I want to do, but not realistically like need to do right now? So I want to keep it as this plastic ball. It's still, you know, in my sphere. It's still something I'm going to get to, but it's not timely. I don't have to do it right now. So you'll have your main priority, your non-negotiables, those things that help you thrive as a person. And then last but not least, this stuff that you're taking off your plate, broken down into these subcategories of delete, delegate, and postpone. Once you have all of that identified, you are ready to turn the page, look at your initial brain dump list, and you can take all of those to-dos that you've listed out and organize them under these new categories. Last but not least, I also recommend adding realistic timelines to your priority and non-negotiable tasks and making sure that they actually fit into your days and week. Because pro tip, if things do not fit onto paper, if they do not fit into your calendar, they are not going to fit onto your plate in real life. So adding up these timeframes is key to just check yourself. Once you've done all of that, you should walk away with a realistic plan of what you're going to focus on that feels so much more doable to your brain. I recommend taking things one week and then one day at a time. Focus on what's right in front of you and avoid that urge to get ahead of yourself and mentally run through your entire to-do list. Often I am so guilty of this. I organize it and then I want to review everything. But think of it this way. Every time you're mentally going through all of the tasks ahead of you, 
you are exerting energy in those directions. Like to some degree, you are working mentally on those things. You are doing unnecessary work. You do not need to do this. You can trust yourself to have it all organized up front and then just follow the next steps in front of you. You will cross those other things off when you have the time set aside for them. So for now, head down, keep bringing your focus back to the next step that's right in front of you. It really is a practice in presence, and I promise it gets easier and easier the more that you do it. It just takes some mental discipline, but honestly, so worth it. And with all of that, the feelings of overwhelm should subside. If they don't, there's a good chance you're still taking on too much. So I would recommend going back and taking even more off of your plate. Even if you just do this once as an experiment to see what it's like, it's worth it. Now, if you're like me and how I was this morning, and you're more so falling into the category of feeling overwhelmed simply because you're thinking about all that you have to do versus actually having too much on your plate, you really only have to do the last part of this process of breaking things down into smaller timeframes if you haven't done so already, and then refocusing on what's right in front of you. So for me, I noticed that I was thinking about everything I want to accomplish over the next 10 weeks all at once. I was going through my giant to-do list that was already broken down by month, but I was rereading it all and unintentionally picturing each task, each decision, and every subset involved. And of course that felt overwhelming because my brain was processing 10 weeks of preparation as if I needed to do it all right now. Just seeing what was happening and knowing about the overwhelm cycle, knowing why I was feeling this way was so helpful. I tuned into that feeling of overwhelm. I asked myself why I was feeling overwhelmed. And then it was actually a really quick turnaround because I was like, oh, duh, this is what I'm doing. And of course, this feels like too much because if I did all of these things today or this week, there's no way. Like I humanly would not be able to do this stuff. So I just need to take a deep breath, dial things back and focus on one thing at a time. Because we all know... Task switching is exhausting. Decision fatigue is real. So is going through a giant to-do list and mentally processing all of that over and over again. It's just a lot for our brains to handle. So what helped me this morning was breaking down those monthly tasks that I already had into weeks and then days, and then again, scheduling it all to fit into my calendar with realistic timeframes. From there, I could visually see that there is indeed enough time to get everything done this month. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take things a day at a time. This felt like such a relief. And that's the feeling that we're going for here. Relief from the overwhelm, letting it subside and feeling calm and centered and like we got this. That's what this episode is all about. That's what this process can create for you too. And I'm excited for you to also feel that same relief. So to recap, the very first thing you want to practice is just noticing when you feel overwhelmed and then not judging yourself for it. Just see it as that cue like we talked about. It's just time to sit down and reassess things. And then from there, go through that process of brain dumping all the tasks, then prioritizing and differentiating between the glass balls versus the plastic balls and re-adding things to your plate with intention. Make sure everything you commit to can actually fit on your calendar, and then just focus on taking things one step at a time. When you take this approach, you'll be amazed at how much you can accomplish without the added stress and overwhelm. 
It can take practice, so definitely don't expect yourself to be perfect right out of the gate, but you will be surprised at how simple this whole process becomes and how much better you feel when you do it. All right, that's all for today. I hope you start your week on a streamlined note, on a stress-free note, and without that overwhelm weighing you down. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode, and I will talk to you then. Thanks for listening to the Joy Coach Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much if you could leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to hit follow so you're notified when new episodes drop. And if you have friends who would love this podcast, please share it with them as well. Last but not least, if you have a question you'd like to ask, or if you'd like to come on the show for live coaching with me, simply head to megan-lad.com slash podcast to submit your request. All right, that's all for today. I'll see you next week.